With X-Men Apocalypse opening this weekend, today on Guilty Movie Pleasures, we take you back to a time when X-Men movies weren't so good. By the cinema classic director, Brett Ratner, known for such epics as Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, and that shitty uh, Silence of the Lambs prequel, we bring you X-Men The Last Stand! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Oh, oh my God. yes. Cameron, you're just looking at this with such disappointment. There's you're, a clearance sticker on there's it. There's a clearance sticker on it. Yes, I bought it at 2020 Video. Oh, R.I.P. 2020 Video. R.I.P. <laughs> and R.I.P. Brett Ratner's film career after this movie. Uh, oh, my oh gosh. Oh, man. So... Before we get started with this show, yes, X-Men The Last Stand, yes. I, I have to preface everything that happens on this show from this moment forward that I am a huge X-Men fan. Uh, I've been reading the comics ever since I was a kid. It was what got me into reading. Uh, my parents were like, hey, we'll get our son to read if we buy him comic books. Little did they know that that's pretty much all I would read for the rest of my <laughs> life. My wife the other day was like, when have you read a book? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I've read graphic is novels. Is that like a graphic novel? Uh, Watchmen counts as a book. It's very dense. So, uh, yeah, now I just pretty much read comic books, and that's about it. Um, but I'm a huge X-Men fan, and anyone who knows anything about the X-Men knows that the Dark Phoenix saga is one of the most gut-wrenching and, and just epically dark arcs of the X-Men saga where Jean gets this cosmic force that takes her over and she can't control it and at first it seems like a force for good and then it's a very destructive force and it ends with Wolverine having to kill her and it's this really it just scars Wolverine and Scott from then on which they already had that little love triangle Scott got scarred in this movie Scott got scarred in this movie but this movie takes the Dark Phoenix saga and just defecates wraps it up real quick wraps it up real quick (laughs) Basically makes the Dark Phoenix saga just like a a side note to yeah. Magneto's weird Coachella gathering in the woods. It really does, because like, you, you, you start the movie thinking, hey, the, okay, oh, yeah. Jean Grey's going to be all over this thing. Like, she's going to be the main bad guy. And she's there for maybe nope. 10 seconds. And I think that they used the same shot of her the entire movie. Because she has the same she, facial expression. She just stood she's there. Like, they're like, they're like, all right, fam, Kate, we just need you for about three days on this. And one whole day is just going to be standing there just doing, like, this thing. And that's it. And then every once in a while, I'll be like, Logan, save me. That's Logan. It. That's it. <sighs> oh, man. Cause the, the, and the problem, I think the reason this movie is so disheartening to fans, including myself, wow. is that X-Men 1 and X-Men 2, X-Men United, uh, <laughs> had kind of changed. That was, that was sort of the, the renaissance of comic book movies. Is that, that was a big know, deal. The first X-Men movie brought superheroes out of the kind of tights and spandex yeah. and ridiculousness and into this grittier, more realistic world. Uh, and then now Marvel's kind of gotten it back to the more comic booky, flashy stuff. But this was more of a realistic, gritty approach to the X-Men. And it was the first time X-Men had been done live action, unless you count Generation X, the TV movie. I do count that. Which you should, because <laughs> yeah, it that. is canon. Oh. It is complete cinema canon for the, the series. But... This movie takes a lot of bad turns. And I, the hard thing is, when I first saw it, I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. with the, a friend of mine. And when I left, I remember just, at the time, being just enamored that they had brought Beast and all these... Oh, yeah. And I was like, that was a fun action movie. Yeah. I, I completely just disregarded the bastardization of the Phoenix Saga and everything. And just was like, that was okay. Plus, everybody told me it was terrible, so my expectations were lowered. Yeah. 
upon rewatching it, we'll get into my different feelings. But when did you see this? I first saw it in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. But I, being from the Midwest, very different experience with these movies. Oh, yeah? People will go from the farmhouse to the theater and go, shit's blowing up! And then that's about it. So I was like, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's awesome. There's a guy with claws. Sure. Yeah. It's you know? not... It, when you, on the surface, if you don't take the gaping plot holes into effect or into account, um, you can really just have fun with the action. But when you the start... action's really interesting because I think, and we can get into this in a bit, yeah. but uh, like when, when Magneto is throwing shit around, it's not like this big epic. Sometimes you see like, oh, I'm going to lift the bridge. I'm and, just like... Yeah, he's just like, boom, boom. That's yeah. it. I kind of like that. That was, that's, yeah. Fuck it. Here's a car. Damn. Smashing it quick. Yeah. So I guess... I guess we just get into the plot in under three minutes. and, is, uh, and We're going to have to stretch this one out. Keep rolling. Yeah, I think so, because as we talked before, nothing happens till the last 40 minutes, and yeah. then it's just a giant battle that seemingly never ends. Are we ready in there, Zach? Are we ready in there, oh, Zach, for yes. the three minutes? In Good. five. Oh, we ready? Yep. Okay. Go. Five, four, three, two, one. So we set up a prologue with creepy CGI young Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my Super life. Creepy. They come meet a young Jean Grey, and they already established that she's going to be hella powerful, and you should be really freaked out by her. Yes. Cut to present a kid, day. A kid in his, well, yeah, kid yeah. In his bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's, oh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. Ten Chopper. years later, he looks like he's giving himself his own circumcision, but he's yeah. not. He's, he's trying to cut something off his, his back. Like, Are you masturbating What are there? you doing? Nope. I'm cutting off my wings, because I'm Angel, a.k.a. Warren Worthington. Cut to. That's it. Another cut to, where it's the not-too-distant future, and you think it's the it's like Days of Future Past, Sentinel Battle. Yes. It's awesome. It's it's Kitty Pride, Colossus, Wolverine, Storm. All of them are fighting in the danger, and then it turns out to be the danger room, which is still a badass reveal. And you're like, this movie's going to be awesome. That's right. Nope, just kidding. Because then where do we go from there? I don't we even remember. We go out of there. As, uh, Wolverine sees Scott in, a, in the uh, hallway, and he's yeah. all pissy yeah. and Scott confused Scott basically and shit. just whines the and entire Scott movie. And Scott just going wines out to the alkaline Kitty, lake. Kitty and Bobby might have a little bit Kitty of a thing going on, yeah. and Rogue's getting jealous, and then they find out that, oh, they, we Set up the beast is the security for the mutant defense or some bullshit in the, in Secretary, the of, Secretary uh, of Mutant Affairs. Secretary of Mutant Affairs, yeah, which actually was in the comics. So, anyways, yeah. and he's the right hand of the president. He's trying to get mutants to have a, a little bit more of a say in the yeah. in the government. And they find out that there's this cure that they've the Worthington right. Enterprises cut to Angel in the in the past. Yeah, Worthington Enterprises found this cure in a mutant that can basically cancel out mutant powers. So everybody's just kind of like, oh, what are we going to do about this? And the uh, they. Says he has to find Mystique. Mystique yes. is captured in a, in a yep. truck somewhere yep. where she's behind bars, pretending to be a little girl, pretending to be the president, pretending yep. to be everybody. And then Magneto, Magneto goes to a church to get other people. He's been on the run. That's right. He gets a handful of lame mutants Brothers. that you don't care about. Porcupine dude. Yeah. I call her Lady Flash and then um, Androgynous <laughs> Girl. I don't know I don't know what her power is other than to look androgynous. super androgynous. My God. And nothing wrong with that. It's just that's her power, apparently. And then. Um, oh, so that's, then, that's where Magneto meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, gathers okay. all his new brotherhood of evil mutants that you couldn't give a shit about. Then they go free Mystique, free the Juggernaut. Oh, God, they Turn really Mystique ruined the Juggernaut. Turn Mystique into a human. Yep, yep. And then Mystique gets turned into a human, and he immediately leaves her. Yeah. And then we meet Madrox the Multiple Man for about five seconds. Magneto's having this big powwow in the woods. It looks like a weird version of Coachella seconds. with these tents in the rain. Wolverine goes after him, tries to find Gene, because uh, Gene... Oh, wait, first... Gene kills Gene, Scott! Gene kills Scott Summers. We forgot that. God Gene damn kills it. Scott Summers. Then Magneto and Professor X go to talk to her. Gene kills <laughs> Professor X, just 
obliterates Amazing. him. Goes off with Magneto. They're hanging out in the woods. Wolverine goes. Then uh, he has a little emotional thing with Jean Grey. And then uh, Magneto's like, ah, I'm going to get you out of here. And he shoves him through the trees. And that apparently lets him go. Then Magneto's big plan <laughs> is to go raid Alcatraz Island where the cure is. 15. He lifts this Golden Gate Bridge. There's a giant battle with these faceless mutants you don't give a fuck about. Ten. And then the six X-Men that show up. There's a big thing with the cure. Magneto gets cured. Uh, the, the Phoenix goes crazy. Chess. Starts just annihilating, disintegrating everybody. Wolverine kills her. Oh, he's so sad. There's a funeral for everything. And at the end, they're like, where are we going to go from here? Boom. There it is. Platinum 3. And then maybe Magneto still has his powers and, and Professor X transferred his consciousness to that. Which, by the way, the first time you see that does not make any sense. Wait, what? So Mag uh, Professor X, early on in the, in the movie, is saying to his, his students, he's like, now this man is brain dead, and he's just he's on life yeah. support. Is it wrong if someone were to transfer his consciousness into or their consciousness into this person and live in their body? And they set they just kind of gloss over that. And then at the very end, at the post credits tag, he's laying there in bed, and Moira McTaggart comes in, and the the face of whoever it was in there turns and goes Moira, and she goes Charles, and then it cuts out. Did I you did, not? I did not see you didn't wait that. Till the end? Yeah. So they set up that Professor X is alive, but had I didn't transferred think these his. These movies had post-credit scenes. He basically until... morged into. Isn't it morg or what's it called? Mor in Game of Thrones, warged. He warged. He warged into he this brand guy. His face. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And right. they loosely set that up. But I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "What? Yeah, what?" <laughs> So it's called The Last Stand. They set it up to be... The last movie. The last movie, but then not really? <laughs> yeah. Not at all. They cop out on it, and they don't do a good job. So this movie is all kinds of silly. Can we talk about uh, the faces? Which faces? The, the, at the beginning, or towards the beginning. Oh, whenever God, Ian yeah. McKellen and Patrick Stewart entering the house. Mm -hmm. Is that jumping too far ahead? No, that's a, that's a very opening scene. Instantly. In, I like the. Is that jumping too far ahead? <laughs> I didn't know what you were to say. the opening sequence. Well, you were at the post credits. So You're I don't right. Know. I, I, I did jump too far. Is that jumping far. too far behind? <laughs> <laughs> we're done. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Uh, uh, but God, after this message from Burlington Coat Factory. Horrible. It well, it's weird because some shots it looked really good and others it looked just terrifying. Ian McKellen looked like I, he looked like Voldemort or something. It was very weird. It was it was super Which unnerving. I kind of I got excited. I thought Harry Potter was going to pop up. <laughs> Even though I've seen it before. Better and better. It, it reminded me of uh, how jarring it was in Civil War when I saw young Robert Tony Robert Stark and yeah. Yeah, young Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, whoa, yeah. what's happening? But that looked really good. That looked good. I mean, then again, this was made in... 2006. 2006, is that right? Uh, I don't have my glasses on yet. 2006. Yeah. And... Um, Man, but this movie starts off promising, even though there's like the super blatant foreshadowing of of Professor X saying, "Will you control that power, or will you let it control?" That's more Magneto. Will you, Will you control? Nah, fuck it. I'll just uh, go. I'll just it. go full find Magneto. It. Will you control that power, or let it control you? But that's Professor X. I know it's confusing, that's but I do right. better Magneto. And that immediately is like, well, duh, she's gonna turn into the Dark Phoenix. Well, shit, yeah. And I remember how excited I was after X two. When it ends right before the credits with the f flame of the phoenix coming up through the water and you're like, oh, to me, this is exactly the same problem Spider-Man 3 had where Venom and the Venom saga should, yeah. should have been its own movie. You yeah. didn't need Sandman and, and um, Hobgoblin, a.k.a. Harry, uh, whatever. You didn't need that. You yeah. didn't need any of that stuff. You just needed Venom. That's it. This just needed the Phoenix. This just needed this the Phoenix. This should have been, yeah. yeah. Just Phoenix. You didn't need all these other extra characters. Well, especially because you're sitting there and just like, she can do anything she wants. Yeah. 
Why are we still paying attention to Magneto this yeah. much? Well, oh, we'll get to that because the whole ending. Yeah, so I'd like Kellen. to go piece by piece. That tell me that, that the danger room scene isn't pretty awesome though. It is good. That, it's that fun. gets you excited. They for do the, the movie. fastball special, which is a huge thing in the comics. That Colossus and Wolverine always do the fastball special, yeah. where he throws him and Wolverine goes and goes berserker mode and kills yeah. the Sentinel or whatever they're throwing him at, and it's so awesome. Ask for that at In and Out, by the way. It's yeah, the fastball good. special. What would they give you? Uh, you know. Uh, very fastly <laughs> made French fries. Yeah, it's oh okay. I thought it was a burger. A then you know, don't eat it because it may not be completely done. That too. But uh, then this whole thing with like Kitty Pride and Bobby, it's I I appreciate it. There's things about this that I appreciate because they do take elements from the comics, but then they try and cram it all in and half do it. That's what's so frustrating. Yeah, like Kitty and Bobby did have. A relationship at one point more than Rogue never did because Rogue was older in the long scheme of things comics. though in this movie that was so insignificant it was it you doesn't matter about it once for one it minute it was just a way to get Anna Paquin out of there yeah it's like they were like oh shit we're bringing in a lot of people and Vinnie Jones is demanding a lot of money so we just gotta get these people to have as little well, days I, as possible they, I read uh, that they did they did a contract for two movies and so they had to recontract every single oh. person for this so third that's one. why they killed everybody and off. that's why yeah that's why uh, James Marsden is killed off early because he only had a few days to film because he was shooting why... superman returns the same year uh, with brian singer there it is yeah we'll be right back still bad choice i would have still stuck with x-men yeah uh although superman returns is a superior movie to this that's for sure yeah absolutely um so Which is saying something let's go through the they game of thrones style kill people off in this movie they kill off every character and or i forgot about that or depower every character you could care about they kill off scott summers right away very who's, quickly who's one of the biggest X-Men characters out there. I know. Murder him. And they murder him. And I don't understand. They don't even show the him getting killed. I don't even understand how Jean Grey kills people in this because she's like making out with him and then she like, oh wait, my phone's gone. Then off. his skin starts and then getting she weird. Like, she like sucks his soul through. I don't know what's yeah. happening. He's just like, so his skin starts bubbling all strange. Well, and then that's all you see. You nope. never see him again. Then it cuts back to just his his weird 90s style uh, red shades floating, which I, I know. I have some of those. I know he had red shades in the comics, but the ones in this movie are silly looking. It's like the ones you wear skiing. Yeah. 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 It's It looks, or the ones that like somebody who uh, you'd buy at a truck stop with like the straps on them that yeah. you can fling in case you get jerked forward. That's they right. Fling, they hang on your neck. You or know? the ones that the, the safety the, straps uh, people do in your lawn wear while they mow the grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, uh, that's all you know. That's all that's left of Scott is his sunglasses. Yeah. So that's kind of a lame death. It's very Then lame. Mystique is one of my favorite characters in this, the both movie series. She just she's kicks. so fun and she's, she kicks ass and that intro to her when she's being interrogated and she headbutts the guy and then swoops around and kicks and you're like oh Mystique's gonna kick ass this movie yeah. and then it's like or as soon as they free her she's gonna get cured and Magneto's gonna be like Sorry, you're one of them now. Sorry, my dear. Sorry, dear. And you know, you're this is a person who you want to see. Uh, she turns human. You still want to be have her be equally as badass in a human way. Mm -hmm. And the only thing she does is, hey, Magneto's probably hanging out in the woods. Yeah. Hey, just the. And how did she know that? How did was there a plan to go to the woods? And what are these woods? I don't. Where are the woods? Where? Uh, well, we're going to go to these woods where no humans go. <laughs> The Come, same, my brothers. The same place the planet of the apes go. We have a war to fight. Generic woods where bad guys gather. That's cheap filming location. <laughs> exactly. Cheap filming location. Studio backlot. <laughs> Somewhere we could go where they don't need to know if we have permits or not, because no one cares. Was Wolverine's hair sillier than usual in this it was, movie? Yeah, it was off the charts. It was super, there's some scenes where it just looks like they just put a wig on 
Yeah. And it just like, it looked like a Wolverine fro in this, like a pointy. It was. It was crazy. It was an afterthought. They you, put it together. I mean, you can see it in here. Not really, but you get the point. Just look up big images. I also thought that his, uh, what do you call them? His claws, claws. looked very... I almost said fangs for the fist. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call these things? Uh, these, uh, I, they, they looked a little flimsy to me. Yeah, well... It, this, for some reason, they hurt me this, every time he used them. This and Wolverine Origins. Uh, Wolverine Origins looks like Roger Rabbit when he unsheathes his claws <laughs> for the first time in front of the mirror. It, it's like... And it just looks like cartoon claws. Yeah. And I remember in the theater laughing out loud. <laughs> and and anybody who was a fan of the movies laughing too, because they're like, what is happening here? Yeah. And I'll never forget, I know I'm getting off topic, but Wolverine Origins, the other thing I'll never forget CGI-wise, is when Gambit's climbing the ladder and Wolverine's just going like this, clearly to nothing. <laughs> and the ladder's getting <laughs> obliterated and, and just going into like, just nonsensical chunks, just like, hey! Berserker rage and Gambit <laughs> gets thrown down. Oh, nothing was that bad. That's why we didn't do. Wolverine. We talked about doing Wolverine Origins, yeah. and in hindsight, at least it may have been a little bit more fun. Yeah. Well, I had fun watching. I this had a lot one. of fun watching this movie, and I, I will say uh, this: is my biggest complaint about comic book, book comic book movies that are going out in the theaters now they're too long. Mm -hmm. This was the right this length. Is brevity, yeah, brevity this is the, the right soul length. of wit. That's it's right. an hour and 44 minutes. Is that James Joyce? I, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The thing is that, though, that even with this short running time, they don't do a whole lot with it. Really they don't, don't do a lot. They I would like to say it's jam-packed, but there's a 40-minute scene where a bridge is being lifted. It's a very it's a very long sequence. Unnecessarily. Beast is one of my favorite characters in this movie. I love Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. Who Kel said this is one of his favorite roles he's ever Come played? Come on. Frasier as Beast is perfect. because. Amazing. Beast is this, the, the dichotomy is between the, it juxtaposes, I just want to keep using big words. Do it. It juxtaposes the... the ostensibly. Ostensibly juxtaposes. Yeah, I say. The beast of his, the exterior quality of him is in the, the animal with his completely, he's always been seen hanging upside down reading yeah. poetry, reading uh, uh, English literature and things like that. And just like, all, he's this very learned young young beast. Yeah. And he, it's, that was always so cool to me in the comics and in the cartoon. And I think they nail him. Yo, and they he even nail his fights really well too. His fights are fun. He was and great. He goes full on feral be like feral cat and is just messing people up yeah. in the end. And that's a blast. But they don't really do a whole lot other than that with him, you know. There's not a whole lot of uh in general, like in fisticuffs in this movie. No, no. Just the beast. Uh it's it's so we have the oh when we have the introduction with uh, quite the animal. Uh, this is when Wolverine meets the Beast. Oh yeah, can we play that? Who's the furball? Hank McCoy, Secretary of Mutant Affairs. Right, right, the secretary. Nice suit, Henry. This is Logan. He's Wolverine. Uh, I hear you're quite an animal. Look who's talking. I feel like there's a little bromance going on there. <laughs> a little bit. Why you did know? he? Why did he feel the need to correct his name? I, you know, it's this uh, is like Wolverine. Wolverine. When uh, he introduced himself as, uh, what, how did he introduce himself again? Hank. He, he, Hank. Hank he, didn't, he didn't say. He didn't say. I'm Beast. He never calls himself Beast. Yeah, but he calls just Wolverine. Hank McCoy. This is Logan. Wolver fuck you, Wolverine. Fuck you, Wolverine. Wolverine. I'm tough. I'm Hank. I'm super tough. Just so you know, I'm the tough guy around here. Yeah. That's what they, they make Wolverine seem like in this moment because he has no reason to be a dick. Because Beast is trying to do good stuff. Hank McCoy, Beast is a sorry. Nice guy. He's trying to do good stuff. And Wolverine just comes out just attitude, what which he's known for. He's known for it. You know, I uh, I believe we, we were talking about things earlier. Yeah. You've 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 said this before. I I've, I have. Yeah. Can you can you tell me when again? Because I oh, liked uh, it so much. We yes. wasted it before the microphones were on. I said uh, every morning when I take a shower, I 
take my pants off and look down and I say, I hear you're quite an animal. And then I get in and get clean. And it uh, works out very well. I remember, I may have told this on the, on the show before in a different iteration, I'm not sure, but I, uh, <laughs> back in the day when I used to go clubbing, yeah, uh, I believe it's clubbing. It's clubbing. Yeah. Clubbing? Clubbing is a different thing. That's where you hit people with clubs. Yeah. Clubbing is when you go dancing. Yeah, oh, And yeah. I would go dancing, and uh, there was one time where I was trying to get this young lady to dance with me, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was getting my sweet moves going, and she comes up to me, and she starts grinding on me, and she looks back behind me, and she goes... I hear you're quite an animal. And then she starts just slamming into me like super you did, hard. You did talk about I this. I did talk about this. Okay, <laughs> I did. This is a legit story that just keeps haunting me. I think my groin is still bruised from this woman. So for all you clubbers out there, and I don't mean clubber lang or people that hit people with clubs. I mean clubbing clubbers. You know, just go easy on the on the butt thrusts. That's all I'm saying. Go easy. <laughs> go easy on the butt thrusts. Hashtag easy on the butt thrusts. Hashtag New album. Easy on the butt thrusts. Yeah. Light it down. <laughs> Uh, by Beast and the Animals. <laughs> Beast and the Animals' new album, Easy uh, on the Butt Thrust. Easy on the Butt Thrust. Yeah, you know, like Ben, that, I... That's super uh, weird. Do you ever get missed, or, uh, calls on your phone from a number you don't recognize? Oh, all the time. All the time. So when, I, when this happens, it kind of freaks me out, and I feel like I need to have an aggressive answer. So mm-hmm. every time it comes up with a number I don't know, or it just says unknown, I answer it and I say... I hear you're quite an animal. And then always... And it proves to be very entertaining. Because yeah. that Most throws them off. That throws them off. Up. And most of the time it ends with yeah. yeah. Occasionally PETA answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Occasionally PETA. <laughs> and they're and they're like, actually no, but we protect animals. Actually, yes. We're actually, we're not protecting of animals. Actually it's Wolverine. So then oh man. I don't even know where to go. So this cure happens, which I like the idea of the cure so much. Like not just the band the cure, because I like that too. Yeah. But the cure in this where it's like you, it does bring up an interesting point where somebody like Beast or Hank McCoy, he would want to be cured, maybe, because his his appearance. It, we see that. It, he's we see shunned. it happen. He, he we see it happen on a budget. We see, definitely see it happen. <laughs> where he on goes a and visits Jimmy, the boy who has the the cure in him, because that's his mutant power. And he's like, "What does he do?" And then he goes up and he moves just close nice enough. Nice to meet you. Oh. Nice to meet you. Oh. 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 Hey, no, it's quite fine. <laughs> also, this is Kelsey Grammer. Exactly. This is no longer Ian McKellen, but yeah. we're going to keep going with it. Yes. It's, it's just, uh, I'm, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm just going to stand back now. That's a terrible Kelsey Grammer, but it's all right. But I think that it's just they didn't have the budget or the time because I imagine getting Kelsey Grammer into that makeup took like a half a day. Yeah. Because like, it was pretty gotta... extensive. So they're like, I just, his hand turns white. Yeah. His hand turns like a pasty white guy's hand. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. just somebody else's It's just a hand. glove. We can take it back, put it back on. <laughs> Remove the beast glove. That's how they did it. Speaking of Jimmy, mm-hmm. we don't spend enough time with Jimmy. No, we know nothing about him. He's the single him. most fascinating possible thing you can think of aside from uh, Jean Grey. Yeah. And we know nothing he's about like, him. He's like, all right, you freak. We'll yeah. see you later. Yeah. All let right. Me, let me inject some blood from you, but that's about it. All right, we're going to weaponize you and know yeah. nothing about your backstory. See ya. Yeah. And Have then, fun playing Goldeneye. Then we go to the mutant meeting. Oh, yeah. Where it was no humans allowed, and Magneto gives the epic bad guy speech, which of course would sway anyone to his brotherhood of lame mutants oh, in this movie. Can we play the Magneto speech, please? Nobody's talking about extermination. No one ever talks about it. They just do it. And you go on with your lives, ignoring the signs all around you. And then one day, when the air is still and the night has fallen, they come for you. Excuse me. It's only then you realize while you're talking about organizing and committees, the extermination has already begun. Make no mistake, my brothers. They will draw first blood. They will force their cure upon us. 
The only question is, will you join my brotherhood and fight? Or wait for the inevitable genocide? This is much longer than I remember. Who will you stand with? The humans? <laughs> or us? It's still epic. I mean, that... Humans or the us. humans or us. I, I'm, by the way, in that speech, I'm the excuse me guy. <laughs> Ten seconds into this bullshit, I'm going, Hey! Excuse me! I get it! Yeah. Excuse me! Um, I, got, I got a funny story about this. Yeah, please. Steven. Is, is Steven's wife, in the room, by the way. Holy shit! Uh, hey. Funny story. Yeah. Back in back in high school, I was yep. 16, maybe 17. You know, yeah, my huh. first girlfriend, brought her home to the parents. And... After she left, she spent the night one night, mm -hmm. and the next day my Your dad... Your parents were in the house, and that was okay? It was fine. You yeah, had progressive yeah. parents. My, yeah, very. But the next day, my dad comes up to me, pulls me aside, says, Steven, I gotta tell you something. Mm -hmm. And he said this. Who will you stand with, the humans or us? I thought you were gonna say and then you that never saw he father. No, he said the whole thing. Like, it was, like, it was straight word for word, that whole speech. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was... When, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't have yeah. sex again until I was like 20. Well, because it, it was all about extermination. Yeah, I was... And, I, I was mean, he, he planted the seed that women would exterminate you. Yeah. That's a terrible... You should have some therapy about that, man. I mean, guilty movie pleasures is my uh, That's your therapy. Good. Do <laughs> you ever go Black Friday shopping? Uh-huh. I go every year. It's an insane madhouse. Oh, God, yes. Uh, this past every year I went, and I went to Walmart, and mm -hmm. they, they're open 24 hours at Walmart. And so they have to... They plastic wrap... Everything that they're oh, yeah. going to sell super cheap at midnight. Uh, and what happens? 11.50, everybody goes in there and starts, like, animals tearing it ripping it apart. And there's a select few of us standing in a line, waiting 10 more minutes. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed everybody's attention in the Walmart this year, Ben, and I said, Hey, everybody. Who will you stand with, the humans or us? And I walked away with nothing. You, you get a little choked up. That's why it took got so long. You got a little bit You're choked like, up. Who are you Actually, there was oh, oh, some food caught in there. With oh, man. Yeah. Magneto has... He's such a cool... I mean, Ian McKellen does such a good job of having so much gravitas to a character that doesn't have a ton of development in this movie. Who just has a helmet. In the last two movies, he has a ton of stuff going on. And in this one, it's just like they're going through the motions. And Professor X is kind of a dick. Yeah. They, just, they reveal that he had he put these blocks up in Jean Grey's mind to, to stop her from uh, accessing. And then that formed a separate personality called the Phoenix, yeah. which they reveal in the comics that, Wolverine, that Professor X did that to Wolverine. And it's a huge betrayal to the X-Men. Yeah. That would have been much more interesting to follow is everyone, this, this f figure that they idolize, finding out this darkness to him that he, that he did manipulate someone extremely and the fallout of that instead of just martyring him and killing him off and making him disintegrate into like, confetti. This, Everybody this disintegrates scene, into confetti. Into oh, confetti. this scene. It's Ooh. like uh, this, this friggin' scene. He gets lifted out of the chair. He's sitting there like, don't do it. No. And he's getting lifted up. Gene, no. That was the Ian McKellen, by the way. The part when it says... Yeah, don't let it control you. And then he turns and does this fucking weird ass smile yeah. at Wolverine. He's like, ah! and then he gets exploded into confetti. That's that's a big problem with these smoothies in general is that they focus so much on Wolverine that they don't give other. So much. And I on love Wolverine. Wolverine. Wolverine's I my favorite too, character in comics. But they they don't they make every movie basically a Wolverine movie plus the X Men. Instead yeah. of letting everybody else shine. And I think that's what's cool about the newer movies is that they let the agree. teams... It's all about the teams, and Wolverine makes an appearance here and there. Yeah. But yeah, that whole scene is just... But we did skip... I forgot Charles! we... Sk we skipped a couple fun little moments where... Uh, oh, yeah. So there's this big buildup where you think Mystique is going to get rescued right away, and then it takes like 30 minutes for some reason. 
And uh, so there's a setup with Little Mystique. Can we play that? Where she's pretending to be a little girl and talking to the guard. Oh, that's right. Please let me go. Please. Keep it up. I'll spray you in the face, bitch. (laughs) I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to kill you myself. You know, one time... uh, That was an 80-yard line. Yeah, totally. One time when I was a kid, um, uh, my neighbor used to mess with us around trick-or-treat. And they would give us, like, what we thought were big candy bars. Mm-hmm. And then we'd open them up, and they'd be, like, cobbled-together shitty candy. Like, that you wouldn't want. You know, like, so instead of a Snickers bar, it would be, like, two Almond Joys. And like, so you thought it was just yeah. broken. Yeah. And then you're like, you took the time to open this wrapper up, put your shitty candy in it, and seal it back up. And I remember, finally, the third year in a row with this, I just looked at my neighbor and I said... When I get out of here... I'm gonna kill you myself. And uh, let's just say I murdered them right before I left for Los Angeles. I didn't really. I didn't. That, that I, uh, didn't really no, happen. No, it's okay if you did. No, yeah, it's, it's not. not. No, it's, it's not. It was okay justified. Justified. Uh, I used to be a camp counselor. Yeah. And uh, this is a summer camp back in Missouri. Went Lake of the Ozarks. You ever heard of Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I was. I used to have fun with the kids. I was a counselor. You know, we were hanging out. I, I was down at the waterfront helping the kids swim and do the water trampoline, the blob, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and this this one girl, I was kind of surprised. I just said, "Hey, be careful when you run, because you might slip and hurt yourself." And she just turned to me and said, "When I get out of here." I'm going to kill you myself. That would be unnerving. That'd be super unnerving. She was seven. You know, I, um... Yeah, the problem is that I used to have super soaker wars back in the day with my oh, yeah, in my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. We'd have super soakers, and it was guys versus girls. And the one time, the girl snuck up behind us and totally just cheated in the match, got me soaked... And I, I just I just got so mad at them that I turned around and I said, I'll spray you in the face, bitch. <laughs> and, and apparently that's that's frowned upon in, in your, you know, your grade school life. So yeah. then my mom came out and washed my mouth out with soap. Uh, she yeah. dug the dial soap into my grind, into, into my molars. It was pretty bad. Wow, damn. It's pretty bad. Dug it into your molars. Into my molars. Can you still taste it a little bit? A little bit. A little yeah, bit. It's either that or the emotional scarring from it that I, I still taste. I like taste. Dove better. Dove was better. Dove was delightful compared to Premium Dial. Premium flavor. <laughs> so let's move on from this this scene. Uh, so we got the trio of, of lame mutants that joined the Brotherhood, which we talked about a little bit in the uh, three-minute thing where yeah. that's the biggest gripe I have with this movie. There's so many awesome mutants they could have brought into the world, and instead they bring Porcupine Guy, Lady Flash, who can also sense mutants. Whatever I, from that, across the globe, apparently. Sure, she's a human, I don't understand that. She's a human cerebro computer, basically, and she's Lady Flash, and then androgynous girl, who I think later on is called, what was it? Later Jennifer. on, she's called like uh, Rock Slide or something like that, and she has the ability to. Yeah, when she does the uh, the, the shockwave. Tra- shockwave. Maybe yeah. that's her name. It's who, something it's like that. So un- it's so forgettable. They don't give her a line or a power. She does nothing in any of the fights until the very end when suddenly after all, everybody's being shot with the cure, she targets all their guns. It's like, what didn't you open I, with I that? Only, I, I only knew that she was a, a female when she did that. Yeah. She goes, ah! And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there it is. So then we basically, a bunch of stuff happens where, Jean, oh my God, there's just like Jean Grey... I don't even know where to go with this. She looks so, like she's been smelling a fart the whole movie. Let's yep, be honest. Yep. And and Warren Worthington comes back in, and he's being strapped in to give the cure. And he's like, no, Dad, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he crashes that, out. That shot. shot where he goes. When he gets out of the chair, and he's like, ha, ha. 
shortly before. It's it looks like, like a, okay, something dude. from like Joseph in the t- Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Like here I am. It does with my wings. It's like he he was about. I I thought he was gonna get on a box before he jumped out the window. And why if he's doing that stance, why don't you stab him with the thing? Exactly. There's plenty of time. And then he just breaks through the glass that apparently doesn't Ow. cut doesn't cut his shirtless body or put a hole in any <laughs> of his wings. Yeah, his wings are his, or pluck a feather. Did you know Angel can fly in his glass proof? I did know that, yeah. Okay. You know, very, that's very that's, little that's in the comics. Yeah, no, it that's is. in the comics. It's a post-credit scene in the yes, comics. Yeah, so Angel <laughs> disappears. Magneto finally breaks out uh, Mystique, the Juggernaut, and Maddox, or Madrox, uh, the multiple man, who is, yeah. a, is an X-Factor character in the comics, a huge character. Very who, small who is in this delegated one. to just a distraction later on when the government comes and thinks they're busting the mutants and it's just one guy and he goes, oops, sorry, it's just me. And you're like, that's McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. How do I know that? Because my wife used to watch the show. It's okay. Before it went off the rails, it jumped the shark. So Juggernaut's first introduction. We have that clip. Oh God. Can we play Juggernaut's I Need to Pee? Because this is how we're introduced to one of the best bad guys in comic book history and one of the baddest Mother Effer is out there. This is his introduction via Brett Ratner. What do they call you? Juggernaut. I can't imagine why. You can let me out of here. I need a pee. God damn it. <laughs> so that intimidating. So mad. So intimidating. They make him... Cause this You're going to let me on it? Especially because they lead up to it like, this motherfucker is going to go off the rails. We're going to open his cage, yep. and he's going to destroy everything in his sight. Yep. What happened is that that internet me- that internet meme, which we'll get to in a little bit, oh. ruined Juggernaut. It made him a, a joke, and they were like, "Oh, this will appeal to people. This will be funny." The "I need to pee" line is the dumbest way to introduce him. Didn't even say I, I got to piss. You know what? That there are times though where like I was on a roller coaster at Cedar Point, yeah, and uh, we were we were get. I'd waited in line for three hours to get there. You can't get out to go to the bathroom or anything. Yeah, I'm in the front of the roller coaster. And then it goes through. It's fun and all, but not worth a three-hour wait. Then we get back, and it stops right before they're going to let us off. And they're like, we have about a ten-minute delay. And I just looked at him, and I said, you can let me out of here. I need a pee. Yeah. Sure enough, they didn't. So I just pissed right there. Oddly enough, this past weekend, I was stuck in a bathroom. Yeah. And there was too many people. And I said, you can let me out of here. I need a pee. Yep. And I found a roller coaster and took a pee on it. I was in the... That's weird. That's weird that you found a roller coaster. Uh, Whenever I go to the movies and I'm in the middle row... Uh Uh, people like to just lounge and like just and anytime you stand up like I go maybe once during a movie it's not like I'm going five times that would be obnoxious it's not like I have like incontinency issues you know um, it's just I had to go once during Captain America Civil War yeah. I stood up I found a slow part I was like ah this is just gonna be a character building scene yeah. whatever I, I can have my wife fill me in I stand up and I go to walk and the person next to me is not moving they're not moving they have their shit on the ground it's the kind of person like you have to bump into them before they move yeah and I'm like yeah. excuse me excuse me and they're not moving and finally I go you can let me out of here I need a pee yeah, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, Vinnie Jones wants out of here." Well, Speaking less, of that, Stephen. Yeah, le- lesser known fact yeah. about uh, about the, the actor who played the androgynous man. Uh-huh. You know, androgynous woman. Ge- androgynous thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They were in North Carolina recently, and they had to use the restroom, oh, and uh, they were stuck in a room <laughs> trying to figure out what is. restroom to use to, and they just they yelled at the police officer standing there. You can let me out of here. I need a pee. There it is. You got topical. You hey, got, uh, uh, hey, Steven. That was, uh, <laughs> Steven, can you open the door? You can let me out of here. I need a pee. It's, you know, we have been in here almost 45 minutes. I know, I know I'll how your bladder go. is. I'll, I'll just, just go right here. I'll just go. So, can I get but, out of here? 
gonna kill you myself. That's what Zach says every episode. Uh, I'm just glad you didn't play the spray all over his face line. <laughs> that would have been weird after the <laughs> pee, me, Zach. Get me out of here. I have to pee. Look I'm who's talking. <laughs> what? Look who's talking. You know, that was actually a voiceover for the John Travolta, Kirstie Alley uh, hit in the 80s. Oh, my God. At the very end yes. of it, it was like, ba -da -ba. it was like, I'm walking on sunshine. And then when the title card came up, it went, look who's talking. That's it. And it was a sexy way to be like, this movie's funny, but sexy. I thought you were going to say, let me out of here. I need to pee. Look who's talking. It's like, I don't remember that movie, but I no, will No, I don't either. It. So then uh, the big fight happens at the house, which actually Juggernaut beating Wolverine's ass is pretty cool. I like the shot where he throws him through the ceiling and he pops out from the other side. That's great. But then nothing else cool happens in nope, that scene. That's um, about it. And Magneto's a super big dickhead in this scene. He's just like, oh, Charles is trying to hold you back, Gene. Not again. And the eggs are on. We'll skip all this because Charles gets destroyed, like we said. He gets a, turned into confetti, CGI confetti. We hear, we hear uh, uh, Magneto just say Charles the one time. Yep. Some ounce of dignity. I actually wrote at one point, Bobby and Kitty go on a midnight ice skating trip right after Charles Xavier's funeral just to push Rogue to want the cure and leave. Fuck That's this it. movie. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote, fuck this movie. Because I was like, you just have this really epic, dramatic scene that's very forced and unnecessary to kill off a major character in such an abrupt way, but at least let it linger. And then suddenly it's like, just, we're just ice skating and budding romance. Have Rogue go down there and kill him. Yeah, something. She's so just, pissed. Rogue needed to get furious yes. about it. And instead they have this little romance that then at the end Rogue gets cured and then they're holding hands again. And you're like, well, what about Kitty now? Yeah. No, Come she's on, screwed. what about that ice, ice she's, skating she's moment? She's going to date Juggernaut. Oh, God. So now then Magneto bonds with Jean. And they're out in the woods. Which I don't, by the way. I after Magneto, I he goes up to her after she's destroyed everything, and he's like, "Come with me, my dear." Yeah, uh, yes, what I'll be able to control you. Her? Yes. And then Warren Worthington shows up, and it's like, "I was told this is a safe place for mutants." And you think, "Oh, they're going to bring him on the team." Nope, he's just going to hang around and eventually fly in to save his dad at the end, and then disappear from the God, movie. How quickly did they give up? <laughs> Beast, what the shit? Charles Xavier died. Well, we should send everybody home. Yeah. I hear this is a place for mutants. Not anymore. Exactly. You made the decision right six away. seconds ago. Right away. Well, we could continue on with Professor Xavier's dream that we've all been living for for like 20 years now. Or he's dead. Fuck it. Let's Fuck just back it. up. it. You know, Kill everybody. You know how, how much money we can get for this school? It's in upstate New York. This shit is high value property. But then, boy. Oh, my God. Then I, I wrote, man, I am realizing nothing happens in this movie. And then uh, Logan takes a weird road trip to the woods, and he has a really <laughs> tearful scene with Gene. And then Magneto makes him, pushes him through the trees, and like he just hits a whole bunch. He falls down like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, and that's supposed to stop him from being able to fall. Like, how about that line? It had to take hours. Uh, adamantium. I could smell it. I could smell it. Adamantium. Mile away. Exactly. Really? I think maybe. He, I don't he know. He has a good sense of smell. Don't get a lead pencil anywhere Is near that him. part of your power? Don't In Brett Ratner's world, yep. He's not resistant to glass, though. Exactly. Pencils! Pencils! Ah! So the thing that drives me nuts about it, several things. Wolverine can heal very quickly, so yeah. falling down trees isn't going to knock him out for an, an extended... They're oak. For, oh, you're right, you're yeah. right. A very sturdy tree. Right. But that horde of mutants would have taken much longer <laughs> to pack up and get their shit out of there than it would take for Wolverine to wake back up. And then the government comes, and it's, it's you know, the multiple man. But let's get to the end. Where Come with the bridge. Where first, before Hell. that, 
Before that, there's the Wolverine pep talk to the six mutants Ah, that every action movie ever needs, where there are six mutants against an army. And what does Wolverine do? He gives a sweet-ass 30-second pep talk. Can we play Wolverine? There's only six of us, Logan. Shut up, Bobby. Yeah, we're outnumbered. So good. How many sports movies have started that way? And war movies. We lost Scott. (laughs) We lost a professor. Any war movie. We don't fight now. Everything they stood for will die with them. I'm not going to let that happen. Cue the music. Swell it a little bit. Swell the music a little more. Put one single tear down. And we stand together. X-Men. Yeah. Show a wide shot of all There's a woman. Let me out of here. I got to pee. Yeah. (laughs) It's, um... That's a that's a that's a moment where if this was a good movie it would be super epic and you'd be like yeah <laughs> like, X Men are together but instead you're just like fuck Jesus it just feels like it's pieced together from every war and superhero movie ever yeah, made. There's something anachronistic about what he says when he says that he's like yeah hey, uh, Scott's dead and, yeah uh, just goes, wheelchair guy that cripples dead. And, I believe it's Professor Xavier. And that's I think about the, it. Let's it's do un- this. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. So I think it's fight. about this time you're sitting there and you're just like, Brett Ratner. Can I get out of here? <laughs> that's I'm right. I'm killing myself. That's right. Then Magneto does the only thing Magneto can do at this moment. Instead of just, I don't know, getting on a ferry and going to Alcatraz. Nope, he has to do a big show and lift up part of the bridge and connect it to Alcatraz, which I don't think... It's long enough to line up directly. It's, it's a long sequence of just like, it's so and everybody leaves the bridge except for one family long. that's just like, oh, this is magical. And then later half on, they lock the, the door, which I thought was a hilarious detail. Uh, we find out later on that half of his band of misfits can fly, too. Yep. So but why apparently, not just... Apparently, yeah, that's what I wrote down, is that pretty much the entire army of mutants can super jump. I was like, is that yes. just their power? When they yeah. land the bridge, suddenly they're all just like, attack! Boom! And they just all super jump. There's yeah. a guy who can vomit lava. There's porcupine guy. There's the guy who regenerates. And then yeah. and Wolverine keeps trying to cut him. And he, he's like, come on! And then Wolverine kicks him in the nuts. And he's like, grow that back. And it's yeah. like, what? Nobody gets defeated in an interesting way. Like a nut kick to a guy who can... Everything is so anticlimactic. Then the fight scene with Bobby and Pyro, it's just like they're blasting at each other. And then Bobby turns ice and then freezes his hands and headbutts him. That's it. That's it. The best best kill, I think, was uh, when when Jean Grey has like the 40 people and she's just like, Confetti! Confetti! And then all of them die. You're like, okay, damn. I wish she would yell, confetti! Happy birthday! I would like to play the clip with the build bridges because Magneto has a hilariously overt pun yeah. about when he's bringing the bridge over to Charles. Worthington Labs. Can we play? Charles always wanted to build bridges. Once again, in a good movie, I would I would completely be like, oh yeah, Magneto, oh yeah. But in this, you're like, God, p- fuck you, Brett Ratner! Yeah. Fuck you! It's oh, terrible. the studios next to us hate us. It's fine. It's fine. And then the plane shows... Uh, the, 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 Hopefully uh, Brett Ratner's not here, Then though. the X-Men show up, and Beast has one of his lines that is key in the comics, Stars and Garters. He always says it. And in this, it's, it's perfectly delivered by Kelsey Grammer, even though it seems wildly out of place. Can yeah. we play Stars and Garters? Oh, my Stars and Garters. <laughs> oh, my Stars and Garters. It's, you know, Do it one more time, Zach. Yeah. Oh, my Stars and Garters. Mm-hmm. Uh... 
<laughs> we don't even have time to go on an improv with that, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I also say that when I pull my pants off. Yeah. Oh my, along with the other oh my thing. Stars. Oh my stars and garters. That's what I say whenever I go to a Fourth of July themed strip club. Yeah. Oh my stars and garters. When I save a dollar at the cash register. Yeah. Oh my stars and yeah. garters. Yep. Uh, we got to get into the the juggernaut is unleashed. Basically, the big plan Magneto had was to have this all powerful mutant just hang back the entire time yeah. and do nothing during the entire fight. And he's just that's why you let the pawns go first. And he just unleashes the super jump people. They all get annihilated <laughs> by the cure. They all get annihilated by the cure. And then androgynous woman comes out and goes, shockwave! And, and kills all their weapons. And you're like, oh, why didn't you do that in the first place? Because I think Magneto was kind of over the simpletons. I think so. He just wanted to weed out the yeah, herd. Yeah, he's kind then of Then his, his next play is, all right, the, the six X-Men are kind of beating all 300 of us. So what if I start having launching cars and Pyro explodes them? And that goes on for seemingly 20 minutes. Yeah. And then finally the X-Men are like, here's how we stop them. Bobby, freeze one of the cars. That's it. And he'll just be like, Okay, instead of just being I should like, stop. Instead of just being like, all right, I'll throw 30 cars now. He's like, well, damn it, foiled again. But I think it is funny because earlier, think of everything. you see him like lifting semis left and yeah. right. And in this one, he's like very carefully he's like. super lazy. Hand, Fire. He's so lazy. Then he unleashes yeah. the juggernaut. And there's a bowling sound effect. I don't know if you noticed this. When he runs through a, a herd of good guys. Can we play that? Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Who in... I bet that was a Brett Ratner thing. Like, guys, 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 guys. Add a bowling set of it. That would be great. And then then we get to the worst sound clip of the movie, which was based on that that? meme we were talking about Uh around that time about Juggernaut, where Kitty Pryde uh, phases him into the ground, and he's stuck there, and then he looks at her and says, The Juggernaut. Don't you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that that was in the pitch meeting. Oh. You imagine uh, going over the table read. It's just and somebody just says that out loud and it makes it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. On the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what to improv with that because it just makes me so sad. There's obvious testicle things mm-hmm. that are potential, but you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said enough yeah, yeah. penis things tonight. It's just some guy brought the viral video into the writers' room, guys. You guys, watch this. This had a million yeah. hits. Watch this. It's gonna go over like gangbusters. Brett, Brett, and I, Brett, 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 Brett. I can save your movie. Brett, Brett. But this is how. So then, basically, there's this. We already talked about most of the battle, and it ends with uh, Wolverine. Yep, wrapping up. Wolverine runs interference. Beast cures Magneto with like four needles to the heart, and Magneto's just like, and he's like, seizing. You're he's... one of them now, and it's yeah. like, oh shit. And then out of nowhere, Phoenix finally does something. Ten minutes before the end of the movie, I clocked it. Ten yeah. minutes before the end of the movie, Phoenix is like. She's about to be good, and then all the humans show up with the cure, and she stops. They fire like 600 at her, and she stops it all, and then she's like, Confetti! Ah, confetti! confetti! And everybody's like, Get out of here! And she does what she should have done. Hide under something. This is what should have been the plan in the beginning. Hey, Phoenix, you can control all of space, time, and everything, and matter. How about you just lift us all up? We all fly over there. You disintegrate the entire building. Game over. And just disintegrate Jimmy, because we're going in there to kill him. Disintegrate the entire building. We'll just hop over. We'll go to Denny's, get a moon over Miami. It'll be done. That's it. Like, it's all they had to do, we but instead... N- we have nothing else to do. Instead, she just goes emo in the back the whole time. I don't think Magneto really wanted to win. Man, Magneto didn't want to win, and he had no plan. He really he wanted to just like, I'll bring out the big guns if I need to. Yeah. 
and at the end she's just annihilating everything in wolverine it's it's a cool effect where wolverine's his skin keeps getting like burned off that like was nice that t2 was style yeah and he's like gene don't do this and she has a moment of clarity and says save me and then he kills her and that moment to me in a good movie would be so powerful because it's a it's well done yeah it's just it doesn't build to that at all no and then we're left with the we're aftermath so quickly it happens so quickly so fucking quickly yeah wolverine is like totally fine yeah just i gotta go and then there's He's like i love you smash cut to him like walking outside the professor's house like, like it's a good yeah, day yeah. I'm, the, I'm the headmaster now. i you imagine like a bug. bon jovi song this day that's, that's exactly what it's like oh man come so on we, down and join we end on this like weirdly pseudo happy note where professor x gene and scott are dead wolverine's mate and storm are the new heads of the school Rogue is back and cured, and now Bobby and her guy, how, how Rogue got her group back. She knows back. she can't stay, right? I guess. That's an awkward conversation. Warren Worthington just flies by again as Angel for no reason yeah. to set up, to connect uh, uh, Magneto there. The chess piece moves slightly. You're like, oh, shit, X-Men 4! Yeah. X-Men 4, he's back, and he'll actually have a plan this time. I was hoping the post-credit scene was going to be that, to reveal there was just a strong wind that day. <laughs> that ah, amazing. Damn it! Ah, shit! Shit! These are plastic. Oh, man. You know what? If if ever you're at a loss yeah. uh, for a bad guy line or if you're ever in a fight and you want to intimidate somebody, just go the way a juggernaut and just look at your rivals and just kind of puff up your chest rooster style and say, I'm the juggernaut, bitch! I could not figure out a more perfect way to end this. I know we ragged on this movie a lot, but I think most of you would be offended if we didn't. Um, It's not a perfect movie. There are fun (laughs) moments. There are cool nods. But let's just say that X-Men movies have been done better in the past and present and future. Uh, And let us know what you think of that new one. Yeah, let us know what you think. Don't spoil anything, because I probably won't be able to see it till Monday. But please, tweet at us. Let us know what you think of X-Men Apocalypse. Let us know what you thought of X-Men The Last Stand. If there's anyone out there who thought X-Men The Last Stand is the best X-Men movie, please give us your dissertation on the YouTube comments or tweet at us. We really want to hear that. I want to hear the the, the theory behind that and why anyone would think that. Also, uh, give us some suggestions for next week. Anything, we're always open for suggestions. Uh, Review us on iTunes. That always helps. Follow us at at Guilty Movie Guys. All that good stuff. Cameron, where can they find you? At the only camshaft, Twitter and Instagram, Ben Begley. At the Ben Begley. And guys, we are like a week and a half away from the Funhouse Massacre coming out. And then it'll only be a couple more weeks and I'll stop talking about it, I promise. Comes out June 7th. We have a BitTorrent bundle going on right now where you can see the first 10 minutes of the film. You you get to download an international trailer, a 10-minute kill montage of Mayhem. Wow. You get 31 uh, stills from the set and alternate posters and music tracks uh it's a big awesome bundle and all you have to do is sign up with your email that's it you go to bittorrentbundles.com and you search the funhouse massacre put your email in it just adds you for updates it's not like we're going to spam you but uh you get a bunch of cool stuff you can get a taste for the film and then if you want to pre-order it or put it on your wish list that helps any little bit helps so thank you so much for supporting you guys have been awesome and until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals. I'm the juggernaut, bitch!